Welcome to the Daily Business and Finance Show. Energy transfer to acquire Crestwood Equity Partners in $7.1 billion deal, China and Russia face setbacks in New World Order, stock market dips again after hawkish Fed minutes, ArcelorMittal considers buyout offer for U.S. steel, Fed officials divided on interest rates in July meeting, Anheuser-Busch InBev under watch as Deutsche Bank points to global strength. Tesla secures charging mandate victory in Texas. Bitcoin could reach $150,000 with U.S. spot ETF approval. Fundstrats Tom Lee, Aldi. Expands U.S. presence with Winn-Dixie and Harvey supermarket acquisition. Stay tuned after the short ad break for more details on these headlines. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Energy Transfer has agreed to acquire Crestwood Equity Partners in a deal worth approximately $7.1 billion. This acquisition aims to expand energy transfer's network for transporting natural gas and crude oil, strengthening its presence in the Williston, Delaware, and Powder River basins. The transaction is expected to immediately enhance distributable cash flow per unit and generate annual cost synergies of at least $40 million. Crestwood unit holders will benefit from increased distributions per unit and have the potential for growth in energy transfer's annual distribution rate of 3 to 5%. China and Russia are currently facing economic challenges. Both countries are experiencing a decline in exports, manufacturing activity, and property prices. In addition to these issues, China is also dealing with a debt crisis and deflationary spiral. Interestingly, China has stopped reporting its rising youth unemployment rate. Russia's economy is struggling as well. The country has seen a collapse in commodity-based export revenues and has been burdened by extensive military spending. Despite the similarities in their economic struggles, China and Russia have taken different approaches to address them. China has opted to cut interest rates in order to stimulate growth. On the other hand, Russia has raised interest rates as a measure to combat inflation. The impact of these economic challenges can also be felt by Western companies operating in China. They are currently facing headwinds that are affecting their earnings. As a result of these difficulties, there is concern that China may not achieve its annual GDP growth target of 5% this year. U.S. stocks experienced a second consecutive day of decline as the Federal Reserve's July meeting minutes failed to provide any clarity on future monetary policy. The Nasdaq Composite saw a drop of 1.15%, primarily due to the decline in chip stocks and JD.com. The S&P 500 closed 0.76% lower, although gains in Progressive, Target, and TJX helped limit the losses. The Dow slipped by 0.52%. All S&P sectors, except utilities, ended negatively. Treasury yields saw a slight increase following a recent bond sell-off, with the 10-year yield rising to 4.27%. Despite strong retail sales data and rising industrial production, concerns about inflation and potential rate hikes persist. 
shares of U.S. steel experienced a notable increase of 4.3% on Wednesday. This surge in stock price was triggered by a report from Reuters, which disclosed that ArcelorMittal, listed as MT on the NYSE, is contemplating the possibility of making an offer to acquire U.S. steel. ArcelorMittal, the second-largest steel company globally, is said to be engaged in discussions with its investment bankers regarding a potential bid for U.S. steel. However, it should be noted that there is no certainty at this point whether this offer will actually materialize. If ArcelorMittal proceeds with its intention to make an offer for U.S. steel, it would further intensify the ongoing bidding war surrounding the company. Notably, Cleveland Cliffs and Smark have already submitted their respective offers for acquiring U.S. steel. The steel industry as a whole has been facing challenges such as sluggish demand and increased operating costs. This is evident from ArcelorMittal's second-quarter profit of $2.6 billion only half of what it achieved during the same quarter last year. The potential bid adds another layer to the existing bidding competition involving Cleveland Cliffs and Smark. The steel industry continues to grapple with slower demand and higher operating costs impacting companies like ArcelorMittal as evidenced by their Q2 financial results compared to previous years. At the Federal Open Market Committee's July meeting, all voting members agreed to raise the policy rate by 25 basis points. However, a couple of Fed members preferred keeping rates unchanged, believing it would lead to further progress towards their goals. Most policymakers are open to more rate hikes due to significant upside risks to inflation. The importance of monitoring economic data was highlighted in determining future policy decisions. The 10-year Treasury yield rose slightly after the minutes were released, and U.S. stock averages saw modest losses. Some participants noted downside risks to economic activity and upside risks to unemployment rates due to tightening financial conditions since last year. Chair Jerome Powell mentioned that a recession is no longer expected this year, but predicted lower GDP growth in 2024 and 2025 with a slight increase in unemployment rates. Futures trading indicates an 88.5% probability of unchanged rates at the September meeting, while probabilities for rate hikes before year-end have increased slightly. Deutsche Bank has reaffirmed its buy rating on Anheuser-Busch in BavSA, NV due to strong global Q2 results. Despite a decline in U.S. business, the company experienced a 7.2% increase in total revenue, driven by higher pricing across global markets and stabilized trends for the Bud Light brand. Anheuser-Busch InBev recently solidified its position in the global beer market by selling several brands to Tilray. Although shares fell slightly in pre-market trading, they are down 6.86% year-to-date. Tesla has achieved a significant win in Texas, with the state's approval of a plan that mandates the inclusion of Tesla's technology in electric vehicle charging stations to qualify for federal funds. This development is part of a $5 billion initiative aimed at electrifying U.S. highways, with Texas being the primary beneficiary as the largest recipient. Today, Tesla's shares closed down by over 3%. Notably, Ford and General Motors have also embraced Tesla's North American charging standard, while Washington, Florida, and Kentucky are contemplating its adoption. However, concerns have been raised by certain charging companies regarding supply chain and certification issues associated with Tesla's connectors. In other news, to stimulate demand amidst heightened competition within a challenging economic climate, Tesla has introduced more affordable versions of its Model S and X vehicles. 
Bitcoin's price could potentially reach over $150,000 if a spot Bitcoin exchange-traded fund is sanctioned in the United States. This prediction comes from Tom Lee, an expert at Fundstrat Global Advisors. Despite recent stability in the market, with Bitcoin trading between $28,900 and $30,200, the cryptocurrency has experienced a significant 75% surge this year. This surge can be attributed to financial institutions like BlackRock and Fidelity Investments seeking approval for ETFs that directly invest in Bitcoin. Even without regulatory approval, Lee remains optimistic due to other positive factors such as next year's having event which will reduce the overall supply of coins. Discount grocery store operator Aldi has announced its acquisition of Winn-Dixie and Harvey's supermarket as part of a larger divestiture by Southeastern grocers. This move is expected to fuel Aldi's growth in the U.S. and expand its ability to offer low-priced products in the region. The deal includes approximately 400 locations across five states, supporting Aldi's plans to add 120 new stores nationwide this year. The transaction is set to close in Q1 2024 and will increase competition for Kroger, Albertsons, Walmart, Target, and Sprouts Farmers Market in the grocery market. Thank you for joining us on the Daily Business and Finance Show. Stay tuned for more insights, updates, and analysis. Until next time. I'm Montgomery Jones. And I'm Amalia Dupre. Farewell until tomorrow. Have a good one wherever you are. This content is sourced from the Seeking Alpha website, so support our podcast by becoming a Seeking Alpha Premium subscriber. See the show notes page for links to sign up. This episode is produced by Classic Studios. Check out our other podcasts in our network at ClassicStudios.com.